0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another special Unveiling of Spring Lenten edition of Ignite Radio Live.
1: Over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio, you are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter, and we are blessed to be with you tonight. We have in the queue episode (laughs) number six of our Family Road Trip podcast. But
0: before we go there...
1: Before we go there, before we get in and buckle up and get the snacks and get the music going, yes, um, we just want to invite you to start thinking about and praying about that prompting from the Spirit um, to share with us and all of the listeners of Annunciation Radio a Lenten blessing this evening. So after the podcast, we are happy. And delighted and honored to take your phone calls at 877-275-8098, 877-275-8098. So get ready to call in and share with us a Lenten blessing mm-hmm. as you're We're getting We're talking it to you, together. person listening right now. Buckle up, and here we go. I can't wait to get on the road again. I'm
0: running down Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another special episode of the Family Road Trip Podcast.
1: You are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter in some wonderful, awesome, tremendous family representatives
0: so folks um, what is this all about go to ilovemyfamily.us ilovemyfamily.us we're on the 6th episode of this amazing journey what makes this an amazing heroic we've called it a crazy train journey Uh, well we've asked parents to commit themselves to gathering the family together for 7 consecutive weeks for a meaningful time of talking and praying using this live it gathering guide now we know that a lot of you hearing this right now may think that's so stuffy, it's so forced and I know that can be a common response. You know, Let's just chill and talk and let it happen. Well, the truth is ask yourself, when's the last time you had a meaningful conversation with your spouse or children where you really reveal the contents of your heart or you discovered something about them. You know, ritual is something that is given to us by God to, I don't know, structure that relationship sometimes. Um, we have liturgy, of course, for our Mass if we're Catholic on Sunday or a church. Certainly work has its own sort of ritual, uh, sports has its kind of ritual, so really don't Disregard or dis, as they'd say, the capacity of a, a little bit of ritual scheduled time in your home to be an occasion of real encounter of God alive in your relationships. And so this is the sixth week. If you go back, you can hear it. I love my family dot us. You can hear the very first episode where all of them kind of shared what were some of their fears looking into this. And as you might imagine, some of those fears may be some that are meeting you tonight. Oh, my goodness. How can I pull my kids together? We're crazy schedule, Crazy family time. Kids are immersed in their own things, activities, devices, entertainment. You know they're going to think I'm a dweeb. I don't want that to happen. Um, but they they've overcome their fears. And if you listen to each episode as they progress, you're going to hear the tremendous blessing that is happening as they take risk. As they, if you'll have the audacity to kind of with love and with genuineness to bring the family together to talk and pray. And again, you can find that family gathering guide at I Love dot us. So. So with these four families, we're going to go around and simply inquire how things went this past week. And uh, Ericson's, you are up to bat. Tell us how it went.
2: Okay, so this week we decided to let our two littlest come and join us, which which was a little bit awesome, uh, more exciting, but a little bit more chaotic. So Walt was reading the family fun questions and going around with the kids, and they were having fun telling their their answers or whatever we were eating popcorn just kind of made it fun everyone was kind of giggling jeremiah was a bullfrog was a good friend of mine xavier was playing magnets he's two he's playing like magnets um blocks or whatever he was building stuff on the floor we were letting him build but he was being quiet and so what would ask him questions which is always kind of fun you know what's a two-year-old going to say and he's building along, and Walt says, Well, <laughs> what brings you joy? And without hesitation at all, he looked up, he pointed to me, and he said, Her.
1: Aww. Aww. Oh,
0: Aww. Tell me it didn't make your day, if not your week, if not your life. Joy yeah. to you and me. Langender first. Good evening, Good Good evening. evening. So (laughs) formal.
1: (laughs) Mr. and Mrs. Langendorfer, what do you have for us this evening? We met
3: uh, Sunday afternoon, late in the afternoon. We went out on the gospel because of its length and focused on the first reading. It was just a nice, pleasant gathering. Awesome. Good to, I'm sure,
0: just gather together.
4: Um, We met Sunday afternoon, Mm -hmm. and um, it's been a challenge getting us all together at the same time. We managed um, for a little bit to all be in the same room. Just kind of a funny story that happened. My 12-year-old daughter picked a number for the family fun questions, and it was, Describe your ideal spouse.
3: Dear future husband, here's a few things you
5: need to know if you want to be my one and only, oh. And I
4: saw that, I said, pick another number, honey.
0: Paul, like, you go well, first. What
4: was it? She goes, No, I want to do that one. And all of a sudden, she like rattles off all the stuff, like nonstop. It awesome. was so funny. Well, I want him at least one or two years older than me. He needs to play one sport. You know, I don't care what color his eyes are. The checklist. But, you know, he needs to be. Yeah, and she kept going on and on. It was just funny because we expected her to draw a blank and be
0: like, Uh,. I did the others bulk at that, Joan, or did they all go around and share their ideal spouse?
4: No, that was no, her we didn't. Okay. Because they all pick a different
1: question, but maybe we should do that.
0: No, oh, that's, that's funny. great. That's Let funny. them claim their own.
4: <laughs> it
1: was cute. Noltners, what do you have for us? You can do whatever you want to
4: do, anything you want, you can do.
6: Um, well, we met yesterday. Um, we were driving down to see our daughter um, in Sunderburg, and he had some, a lot of extra time since we were driving there and driving back on the same day. So um, Bill told Damon to you know, pull up the Levitt guide, and we were going to do that. And um, usually Bill leads the Levitt um, guide, but this time he asked Damon to do it. Cool. So, um Damon, who is a somewhat reluctant participant, sometimes actually let it, and he did a really good job doing it. You
5: can't stop
4: the wrongs of the world if you can make it right.
0: That's really awesome. You know, I would say in moments in our family where, I don't know, things maybe got stale in doing this in some respect, or perhaps I got fatigued um, to hand it off to a kid not knowing what I'd expect. I don't know, just for anybody who's listening right now or who does this, you'd be surprised, um, I don't know, how kids are really thoughtful and enjoy doing it and the blessing it can be. But I'm just, I'm blessed to hear you share that story and to hear how Damon uh, led it. That
5: was awesome.
0: Folks, you're tuned into the Family Road Trip Podcast. We're very excited to have you with us on this sixth leg of this seven-week journey. And uh, we're, we're gathering on a weekly basis as families. We're talking and praying and discovering God more fully alive. And again, it's a challenge. We know every week, but uh, God always pours forth that grace when we do it. We're going to go around another time here on the sixth week, and I'm going to ask each of you to maybe share what is a particular way you personally are being impacted let's start with the ericsson's
5: the impact the greatest impact that 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 has been for me is the joy that my entire family gets out of just being together and sharing there's a sense of calm know so often uh, lately um, during Lent I have been really focusing on doing the things that make me feel good after I'm done and not the things that make me want to feel good and it's been such a joy to
0: well put uh, you
5: know go through go through prayer and everyone just feels um, so happy and so enlightened and the time spent so positive I know my children uh, better especially in the sense of their maturity is further along than I anticipated than before we started this journey. You know, just their their ability to reach out, understand and see that my assumption of their comfort zones is only my assumption. Mm-hmm. And the real comfort zone is far beyond, you know, my own my own assumption, my own anticipation. Right. So just to them be themselves and uh really in a lot of ways it challenged me so often i think my gosh if i was if i was their age you know i wasn't even close to you know where they are so very thankful for that
1: awesome. I think so often we underestimate our kids on so many different levels, but in particular when it comes to spiritual stuff or relational stuff. And uh, given the opportunity, like we are blessed to be doing with this Lit Guide, it really gives them that opportunity to just shine. So thanks for sharing that, Walt. What about you, Liz?
2: For me, I'd have to say the joy that it brings me to see um, how excited my children are to get together and pray. Mm -hmm. They look forward to the time. And and for me, it inspires me, and I hope that they'll want to do this for the rest of their life. Mm. You know, it will deepen their faith earlier on. So maybe and hopefully, they they never veer away.
0: Mm. That's awesome.
3: Uh, Langendorfer's. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think one of the personal challenges that uh, the gatherings uh, have helped me uh, try to overcome, and uh, I'm by no means. Uh, at that point yet, but having that opportunity to apologize um, and ask forgiveness mm. for things that are either I'm uh, too stubborn to do when I should um, or maybe just not sensitive enough to apologize uh, when I should, but having this this particular time set aside and that as a point of um, emphasis on uh, during our gathering that's something that's helping me in a big way
5: it's too late now to say sorry? Cause i know
0: that I'll let you down. too late to say sorry now it's awesome i certainly as a father very grateful and resonant for uh, exactly what you're saying terry um to have that opportunity certainly to express my apologies to our children in a formal way and to lead that example that they will remember Dad admits his, his deficiencies and that really orients them um, to God in a particular way and shows them how to do the same. And I certainly saw that growth happened with them over time. And I'll say that uh, as they're teenagers, your youngest now, a teenager, um, it's a, obviously the content is different and the volatility and the kinds of things we deal with are, are those sorts of things that we may choose to just otherwise not address and just kind of plow through. The beautiful Lori.
6: I would say um, one of the biggest challenges for me to overcome would be the spontaneous prayer. Um, I think... It's always just been mm-hmm. hard for me to pray out loud, so that just gives me a chance to do it and hopefully get better at it. And I think another challenge, like for our family, that it's helped, If I feel like when we first started doing these, the devil kind of got in there a little bit mm-hmm. and it seemed like there was always a fight
2: mm-hmm. or
6: something mm-hmm. happening right before it and yep. we weren't maybe, on board with wanting to be there at the moment, and I feel like that's much better. And
1: everybody comes to it pretty willingly.
6: And um, that's so. awesome.
1: And how true it is, I over and over again. Whether it's our own personal family or different families sharing that exact same thing with us, um, the devil knows that it's going to be a grace-filled, mm-hmm. powerful thing, and we will try, you know, with all his might. But uh, the Lord. Reigns victorious.
3: My, Take away my, my trouble, that's what you do.
0: Millers.
7: Well, the millers aren't as good at fighting off the double egg as this should be because <laughs> we get a mixed we get a mixed bag. Um, we've had positive situation every week. This last week, Joan and I were told that we can't make one of our kids pray. We can't make them pray. <laughs> Johnny. Yeah, a little. Okay. Yeah. For a one and a half years old, that was a pretty yeah, profound right. statement. <laughs> Every week has been positive, but there's been slivers of incidents that sometimes are negative, sometimes mm-hmm. bring the atmosphere in a negative light. Joan and I have been able to control that and and mitigate that as we Mm -hmm. need to to make it overall a a real positive situation. What it's told me thus far is that the things that are right in this world, sometimes you got to dig in your heels and you got to fight for them. Mm -hmm. And this weekly lit lit adventure for us has definitely emphasized that in my mind.
0: Have I told you Paul that well, that's awesome if you don't mind me asking um, how do you address a child and I assume an older child adolescent pre-adolescent uh, making such a declaration because obviously you're wise enough both of you to know <laughs> in one sense the truth they could mouth it and really not be there and we all know we want it to be from their hearts and you can't force that sort of thing. And, and it is that sort of feeling out, which of this is my parents and do I own it? And that delicate space in between. I know you guys are so attuned to that reality, but I don't know, just give it a wing. How, how do you think of that and how do you deal with it?
7: There's no, there's no roadmap for it. There's no handbook for it.
1: Right.
7: You've got to take the situation as it comes. And in the past... And even today, I'm not always ready for what the devil throws at us Mm. in these situations. Joan and I know, and so do our kids, they all know, they've got a deep relationship with our Lord. Mm. There's no question in our minds about that. Sometimes it's just a bad day, a bad week, and it festers up and comes out in the situation.
1: We've Uh, all been
7: there. Yeah, we've all been there. So I guess the only thing I could say to your question, Greg, is is to rely I, I I know that I need to rely on our Lord and the Holy Spirit to guide me to make the right decision with the words coming out of my mouth mm-hmm. at both times and Joan and I did uh, we did we, we took care of it the way we needed to awesome. and again we, we created a bad situation made the best of it and ended up being
3: positive <laughs> Is my
0: trouble, that's what you do. That's awesome. Thanks for that.
4: Joan? I think uh, in persevering. Mm-hmm. Persevering even when it's difficult. And staying faithful to that time and getting together. Awesome. And sticking yeah. with it.
0: That's great. Hoping, as we're all here together gathered and as those who are listening, just that we, we're open to the grace to, um, to really make commitments of the things we know we're called to make. And we know even as we state that, it will be challenged. But I think that's such an honest um, honest place for us to share and know that that will be challenged. i keep you safe.
8: I think the uh, biggest challenge for me has also been an area of where I've grown the most over the last six weeks, um, and that is that when we start doing, particularly in the gospel reflections, um, I'm ready to, you know, puke on everybody with all this <laughs> deep thought, you know, well, and really brilliant. dive in, which is just my my thing, but. Um, that's not necessarily what works well, and particularly for my son, Damon, you know, not trying to tell him what to think necessarily, but help him find his way and how to think about these things, uh, thinking about how to explore Jesus' word in the gospel, how to just think about, you know, things that are uh, in life that are of a, of more, less superficial, more deep, deeply, let's say, so I think being patient and um, has been an area that I've had to grow in, and that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, we are able to communicate better um, now than we have been in the past about these types of things.
0: Your witness, Bill, is one of a father's heart desiring to connect for his son to connect with the God that you're coming all the more to know and love. That is a witness that all of us fathers. Um, if we don't have, we ought to have, I'm just going to ask you, is there anything in particular, any advice on trying to tap the gold mine might be a great way to put it. How do you tap the gold mine of a child that's there and to get them to maybe begin to think and to communicate that way?
8: Well, I think we have to start with not trying to project ourselves onto our kids. Like they think like we do, Mm -hmm. or that they have the intellectual, um, that where they are, where we are. I think that's a mistake. Um, we have to use words and we have to communicate in ways that they communicate that works for them. Um, and I, so I think that that's an area where me, for me personally, um, it's easy for me to see a deficiency in, in, in a person's answer, maybe his answer uh, to a question um, instead of looking at it from his perspective or maybe his life experiences they're different than mine they're mm-hmm. not the same he's he's a young kid i'm an older man and that's um, that's an area where i've had to grow so the best thing for me is so to, good is to remember what it was like when i was a teen and what mm-hmm. i was thinking about and my view of the world which was you know <laughs> totally different than it is now so, so good so good
1: the wonderful mrs notner
6: um, well, it's funny that we didn't we didn't talk about this before. But what I was going to say, um, how I've grown is um, through being able to share the readings in the gospel with um, Bill and Damon, and to learn from Bill's deepness and his um, his his connection with um, mm-hmm. the gospel or the readings and what it what a deeper meaning might be. I do I struggle with that as well as Damon and. Um, I find it um, interesting to listen to what he has to say about it, which is different from before.
0: It's awesome.
6: Last it used to be, so he was a little too wordy for me, but
0: <laughs> very, very moving. Uh, did I cut you off, Laurie?
6: No, I was just saying I'm starting to get used to it now.
0: Me cutting you off or the wordiness?
5: <laughs> <laughs> the deepness. The deepness. Oh. Both. That was awesome. That is-
0: Folks, you are with us on the Family Road Trip Podcast. We're in the sandbox, as I like to say, and uh, what do I mean by that? You know, just we have a yearning to more fully connect with God ourselves. He made these hearts for Him and all of us find ourselves with these appetites, perhaps searching other things that just don't fill it, and it's right in front of us. It's our spouses and our children, our occasions of encountering God, occasions of healing and transformation and grace, and just to receive it, you know, isn't the isn't typically these big extravagant moments with bright flashes of light. It It is just putting a flag in the sand, as we like to say, making the time, and really giving permission for people to talk and pray, to let kids find their voice, and to let our spouses find their voice to know that what they have to say, what they're thinking really matters, that alone is such a powerful validation. And so that's just one of the many blessings we encourage any of you who are listening with us to go to ilovemyfamily.us and uh, make the commitment on a weekly basis to talk and pray using this very easy to use Live It gathering guide. You have fun questions at the beginning and daily questions, things like a struggle or a challenge or an affirmation. Which of us <laughs> wouldn't want to learn of that? From these um, people that we love, that we live with, um, reflecting on the readings, just to read the readings is a great way of encountering God. And then talking about them, how they strike strike us and meet us. And then at the end of the guide, there's a challenge, maybe one particular area we want to grow in. What a blessing it is for us to hear from our family members, the struggle that they're dealing with, and for them to hear from us is um, an occasion of support and encouragement and prayer. So God is alive as we read the paper, as we see things around us, as we may be discouraged everything around us. He's put the authority in our hands to make the decision to gather together to talk and pray and how it, you know, putting that flag in the sand does claim territory. It increases. And so we're grateful that you're kind of with us live here, reality-like, in hearing, you know, four families doing this perhaps for the very first time and uh, sharing candidly the challenges and the blessings that it is. So thanks so much for being with us on the sixth leg of this seven-week journey and uh, we'll look forward to concluding at least this um, a live part of it, I guess, with the Family Road Trip podcast next week. God bless you all. Thanks so much for being with us. You're back with us live, live, Greg and Stephanie Schlieder at after that uh, episode six of the Family Road Trip podcast. And Steph, um, live, of course... Live. We record it live last night with these four awesome families, mm-hmm. and I spend a good part of today putting it together, editing it, praying into it, and trying to add music and such. What What'd you think having heard it after last night?
1: Gosh, gosh, that was awesome! Tell to me quote <laughs> your little clip in there that you like to add each week. Um, so, so much can be said, but I will. It's just very moving and. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's just because we know these four families. Um again, great thanks to the Nolteners, Langendorfers, Millers, and Ericsons. One for jumping in the car, mm-hmm. <laughs> the van metaphorically down by the river yes. with us. Um, but uh just doing it, making that commitment. And mm-hmm. um we're seeing the blessing for sure, but it just moves me that they have invested in the time, you know, for their family relationships. You know, it's it's six weeks now, and I think each time, like, okay, where's you know, what more can be said, mm-hmm. kind of thing, knowing that there's always a lot more that the Lord desires to give. Um, but each week, just truly moved, mm-hmm. and um,
0: mm-hmm. the yeah, wisdom, inspired, the, the one challenge, with, yes, the authenticity,
1: and um, just the grace mm-hmm. that is so evidently being poured out through their yes and their commitment.
0: So this is our desire, folks. It it really is that simple. It's to discover God alive in our relationships. And we got to structure that sometimes. It should be lived. Yes, it should be authentic and lived. And I'm just being redundant, but it's it's in our blood. You know, it, it was the basis of Steph's and my early relationship, leading into our courtship, leading into engagement, marriage, family. The vision was essentially all these awesome retreats that we have around us and that we've experienced. It was a vision of our home. Being that place where we encounter God, so that when you get back after Casio or Chirp or Axe or Ignite, that we're we're coming into an atmosphere that really is even deeper and richer because we can, you know, talk and pray in spite of having demands. Yes, we got to work and we got to go to school and all of those sorts of things, but our home ought to be that place where we remember um, real meaningful encounter and prayer. So, anyways, I love my family.us is the place. And, uh, Turn it back to you, Steph, in a second. Just encourage our wonderful listeners. We are live, live. Call us 877 275 8098 And share with us what has been a Lenten blessing. It uh, doesn't have to be a huge thing, a small thing. What is a way that you have experienced God's grace alive? We talk about Revelations 12-11. They defeated the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, the Holy Mass, and the word of your testimony. So if you've got a testimony for us tonight, you know, don't shrink from it. Preach it, bring it, share it, simple form, uh, 877-275-8098. I'm challenging you right now in this Lenten season, receive the grace, um, let it not be contained to you. Somebody may need to hear it right now, a story okay. of God's grace alive and what he's doing with you. Again, here's that number, Now that you finally get your pen to write it down, eight seven seven two seven five eight zero nine eight. I want to hear the phone ring. I want a courageous example of somebody willing to break the ice, to demonstrate the Catholic's aren't just spectators, but we're participants. For all those who are listening right now saying, are Catholics in the game? Do they love Jesus Christ? Do they talk about it? Are they enthusiastic? Have they been blessed to be blessers? Do they want to talk about it? Do they want to impact others' lives? Well, give them witness that, in fact, yes, they do. 877-275-8098.
1: So you mentioned the website, I love my family dot U S <laughs> yes. Um, I love my family dot U S is where you can find lots of great stuff, but in particular, um, this family road trip, these, I should say family road trip podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've missed any of them or want to pass them along, um, to someone that you think could really be, uh, touched by them or inspired by them. A few um, announcements or shout-outs, if you will, while we are waiting for that breaking of the ice of the phone ringing, 877-275-8098. This diocese is very familiar with the Culture Project. I know they've been on many a local uh, radio show here on Annunciation Radio. We've been blessed um, to be with them. They have asked us to promote a bit. They're, um, they're doing some fundraising, and I know you guys are always so generous. The share just ended, um, always being asked, so many things coming up, but they are really making a difference in this diocese on the front line, um, and they're having some giving days um, yesterday and today, actually, but I'm sure they will take a donation at any time, and you can— Check out their work and what they are doing um, to promote the culture of life here in our own diocese, in the schools, in our parishes, in any place that they are invited to. You can find out more information and see where to donate there at cultureproject.org.
0: Item number two, this Thursday, two nights from now, we are doing a special Lenten Ignite. Unlike any Ignite you've ever experienced, it's going to be going with Jesus from his last supper to the garden, the way of the cross, and um, the final crucifixion. And then, of course, just an anticipation of what it's all about, the resurrection. So beautiful, short readings, short reflections, songs of worship in the very presence of Jesus Christ on the burning bush to be there with him and to receive that grace, a special Lenten Ignite. This Thursday, St. Rose Parish in Perrysburg. It's free. It always is free. Join us, 630. Try to get there early if you can, 615, and just pack it in. Um, We want to experience the outpouring of grace at this onset of the holiest week of the year. Which of us do not need To uh, come before God and uh, receive his grace personally, but also to lift up those who God has put burdens in our hearts for. Yes, we can do it right now in our rooms, and we should. Wherever you're at right now, we we can share that burden together. But to do it together before the Eucharist, before his very presence, on an occasion like this. We've heard so many miracle stories, as all we've done, really, in our mission is to set the stage. To set the stage for encounter. To set the stage, in the case of these homes, which is the primary place to live it, to live it out there. So again, we warmly encourage you to make the commitment to receive the grace this Thursday at St. Rose Parish, 630, a special Lenten Ignite.
1: So Lent is almost over, and... Some of you may have given up on things that you thought you were going to do or attempted to do or just never really got around to, so it is never too late. So I encourage you to just get in the game right now. And what a perfect way to do that this Thursday at our uh, regional Lenten Ignite at St. Rose Parish in Perrysburg, 630. We'd love to see you there, as would the Lord.
0: And finally, we are looking forward to this Saturday The Fishers of Men event, Men's Morning of Spirituality. You can find out information on this wonderful morning. It's spreading throughout the country, and we're blessed that folks have established a chapter here for men to more fully pursue the heart of God. So go to fomnwo.org, f-o-m-n-w-o.org wo.org absolutely free, at St. Joan of Arc Parish. It begins at 8 a.m. and ends at um, 1.30 p.m. So you got the whole rest of the afternoon. Which of us can't free ourselves up from 8 a.m. to 1.30 p.m.? I know they, as of last count, they had over 150, so I know it is filling up quickly. Again, um, the designation is F-O-M-N-W-O.org. We can now look forward to what? To our wonderful Bishop Daniel Thomas, the awesome Peter Herbeck, the awesome Pete Burak, and the awesome Dave Caverton. Of course, our bishop is awesome also. So join us. I look forward to being there and I look forward to seeing you.
1: And it is a free event, which is awesome. And we're here. They're going to have awesome food. Brett Hunter, everything's awesome. Kept emphasizing that. So 877 275 8098 is the number to call to share with us a Lenten blessing.
0: So there have been four significant things. And by the way, we're going to keep sharing, and we give you permission to cut in. We give you permission to cut us off. In fact, we encourage you to. So you call in. We're going to give you priority in sharing with us your Lenten blessing. Um, So in lieu of that, or until that happens, until grace prevails upon you and you cooperate with it, it's both ends, you're not going to get lightning from the sky. If God's given you a story to share— Latin blessing eight seven seven two seven five eight zero nine eight. You got to respond. Pick up the phone and call. There have been four significant events um, over the last seventy eight days. Why seventy eight? Because <laughs> yeah. Why
1: seventy eight? Well,
0: because it's the Exodus ninety event with my brothers, our own, as they say, fraternity, as well as fraternities throughout the world of this program, this way of life founded by um, seminarians uh, of intense prayer and fasting and cold showers and hour of uh, adoration of prayer every morning and. Uh, And really, they really emphasize, you know, don't do Exodus light. You know, it's great if you're pursuing some other form of seeking freedom, which is what it's all about. We're reading through the Exodus stories. Which of us don't need freedom from so many things? It really was very strong on the point of take it all up, do it all or nothing, encourage each other to do it. Um, and so I've been blessed to be journeying with some brothers doing this. That's number one. has been a, a grace. 78 days. It will end, I believe, on Good Friday next week, having gone the distance. Blessed to have my son, John Paul, join the the men with mm-hmm. us. Blessed that my wife, our, our weekly meeting, Stephanie, has gotten up at 5 a.m. on Thursdays to prepare for us our... uh, many different things, breakfast, but just her loving touch and setting that up for us brothers to share this, and uh, just to hear their testimony of how they've grown. So Exodus 90 has been one tremendous grace for me. Number two, you heard it at the beginning of this program, this family road trip podcast has been a tremendous grace. Um, The witness of these families, not just thinking about it or hearing it, but actually doing it, and um, and. The grace that's flowing through that, not enough can be said about that. Number three, a few weeks ago, we held our first marriage mission retreat. What is that? It's three days with married couples who really want to more fully discover the kingdom alive personally in our marriages, in our families, overflowing to the world. And as I said on that retreat in the very beginning, um, part of it is a little bit like that eating the red pill when the little dental people come in there, came in our classroom as kids. Some of you may not know what I'm talking about, but you'd eat these red pills chewing them, and they reveal the plaque. And uh, most of us, intuitively know, there are areas in our lives on those levels personal, marriage, family and world. There are, there are areas in our lives that need to be challenged, that need to be exposed, not to beat us up, but actually to build us up to show those areas that we fall short, again, like the plaque being exposed so we know where to brush. Um, uh, similarly, that we, we recognize these areas. None of us are saints. None of us are there. But how awesome to really recognize with clarity— areas that we can grow in on those at those levels, and to seek God's grace together to do it. So not only was the retreat powerful, but we're going to continue journeying with those couples, and we're going to continue doing these um, marriage mission retreats. If that appeals to you, if you and your spouse are interested in a more fully journeying with others and um, experiencing this outpouring of grace at those levels, shoot me an email, alive at... MassImpact.us. I had to think there a second. Alive at MassImpact.us, and we um, just finished our six-week Steph, If you want to share the fourth element that's been powerful, our seven-week live it season four. So we again
1: just such a great blessing these last number of weeks. I guess six weeks as you just said. Well, seven total. We end with the ignite tomorrow. Two days from now. Um, A group gathering, group of couples uh, gathering in our home each week to um, experience Bob shoots whom we've had on this show. Mm-hmm. And we speak of often um, most uh, associated with the book. Be healed is where you hear about him from us a lot. Um, his, he has a beautiful marriage series called mm-hmm. unveiled and let me tell you, Oh, just so good. So beautiful. What a gift to the church. Mm-hmm. Bob shoots is on so many levels. Um, but we have been gathering, and we listen to the audio of Bob's talk, and there's a uh, a workbook, if you will, that we kind of pr- go through along with it, and then just a lot of wonderful processing um, after the talk, mm-hmm. and a little bit of one-on-one
0: with between couples,
1: with right between your, you know you and your spouse. A lot of that we encourage to uh, be part of the follow-up afterward. but just some great. Um, Again, I hate the word sharing. (laughs) What? It's okay word. Yeah, but it has too many yucky connotations. I think it shouldn't. But just a um, a gift of the Mm hearts and a gift of life experience that people are willing, you know, to express to the other couples, Um, and it's just been really, 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 really powerful. Um, I think too often we, you know, see couples praise God who are both, you know, trying to journey together in their faith life. You know, perhaps in a little different spaces, but, you know, both intentional in some fashion. And, you know, they're involved in their parishes or, you know, they're mass goers and rosary prayers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, we think that, you know, that's it kind of thing. Or, oh, they have it all together, even though no one would ever say that they would. And you know that they don't. But I guess I am, I've been so blessed um, to see the realization of how much more the Lord desires to give mm-hmm. in marriages and through the beautiful um treasure of that sacrament in the church and just what it's done like you I I can even you know speak personally from us just how how um much deeper it's enabled us to go mm-hmm. you know to places that I I thought we were good in <laughs> mm-hmm. <Or laughs> and to
0: see clearly and put words and understandings yes. on the things that we're navigating and to see them in light of God,
1: right? And just again, not to sound cliche, but the great, 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 wonderful, abundant feast that the Lord desires us to have and experience versus a nice dinner, mm-hmm, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, or sometimes fast food, you know, just kind of we settle so easily because. You know, we're good. Well, the Lord desires much more than good. He desires greatness and abundance. And, or, you know, oh, well, you know, the whole comparison game, Mm -hmm. at least we're not as bad as, Mm -hmm. or at least we don't struggle with, you know, when again, there's no room for that at all. So that has been a huge Lenten Mm -hmm. blessing for us. And I believe for the other couples. You know who we have been blessed. We don't to even join
0: believe with. it. Every single one acknowledged, and these are folks who've been on their marriage renewal and revival events and crescios and chirps, and all and of them. All of them are active leaders. They're mm-hmm. pastors. If you ask them to mention name ten couples that are rocking it out in our parish, all of them would be named mm-hmm. there, and uh, mm-hmm. and would think prior to this that hey, they're fine. You know, they're good marriage. They talk. They pray. But it took us to a new level yes. together. And this, folks, this is really exciting for us because, you know, I think many of us, I say this often, many of us, you know, participate in these things, but we wonder, where's the power? Where is the grace? Um, where's that that um, sense of traction and actually becoming holier together with other people? Um, so folks, I want to give you the number again. Go ahead, Steph.
1: No, I just wanted to say along with that, again, the program is called Unveiled um, Dr. Bob Schutz, but it also, I mean, there's these beautiful, deep, um, You know, lessons and thoughts and explanations, if you will. But something that I think all the couples have commented on, he gets really practical. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of nuts and bolts about specifics in marriage um
0: many couples said how did he know us did he write that based upon us as he had for instance a dynamic of marital conflict he has a great understanding of our anthropology our nature and our identity and our mission of theology the body which is woven through this and then he brings that into a very practical framework so one part as i suggested is the dynamics of a husband and wife and why and what the conflict looks like and almost everybody was like did he know me personally So, folks, um, you can, and we encourage you to call in and share with us that Lenten blessing. Again, break in. Don't wait for us to pause. That won't happen. 877-275-8098. And I want to set up for you, um, in anticipation of you calling, just the insight that each of us have been put on this planet for a purpose. Each of us are a facet of, of divinity, a facet of eternity, a facet of God. We, our very nature, and our capacity to love, we image the Trinity. And so I invite you to really prayerfully consider what is your unique purpose and mission. We know we're all called, to, of course, follow church teachings. It's not just don't do that. It's, too, it's a plus. It's, it's, it's living in the fullness and the abundance of God's love. But there's a unique personality that each of us have of God's grace. What has he put in your heart? What are you passionate about? You know, what is that part of your life that you're meant to live faithfully? What is the unique look of your saintly calling on this earth? Because you do have a unique calling. All the saints share the commonality of a love of God, of a sacrifice, but they're all so unique. So thinking about that question over the last 78 days and these various events, um, and it's truthfully thanks be to my parents. This has been in my heart probably from early on. My parents invited us to think about what is our purpose? What's our mission? And you can read about really obviously through our massimpact.us. It really is, if you will, the the institutional aspect of what I, I feel so passionate about. But I did spend some time this morning writing um, a, a little maybe a little longer, uh, (laughs) reflection, if you will, and uh, it's based upon the question of what is most important today? Why are there so many people struggling who are Catholics, professing Catholics? What is this moment right now that God has called you and me to? What is most essential? Might I dare to ask, what is that mission one? So again, Call in and break into this, but my wife is going to alternate paragraphs in reading this with me. So I call it Mission One, Your Home. Here we go. Compared to 35 years ago, we've been blessed with unprecedented numbers of wonderful programs in the Catholic Church. Some of these are Life Teen, Franciscan University of Steubenville Conferences, Crescio, Tech, Chirp, X, Alpha, Net, St. Paul's Outreach, Amazing Parish, That Man Is You, Dynamic Catholic, Damascus, Catholic Youth Summer Camp, Exodus 90, The Bible Timeline by Jeff Cavins, Encounter and Our Ignite. Praise God for
1: the undeniable impact these have had on so many. But tell me you're not troubled by the mediocrity, if not complete abandonment of faith by too many children of such participants by the prospect that, in spite of such programming, mass participation has continued to dramatically decline, that nearly 80% have left the church by age 23, that there is negligible difference in moral beliefs and practices among these and the rest of culture.
0: Yes, there is judgment here. But please note that it is not in the sense of to condemn that is reserved for God alone. I'm speaking of judgment in the essentially human aspect, the God given capacity and responsibility for moral evaluation, which is talked about in the Catechism number 1778. Without such judgment, we have nothing to say about anything, ever, which is precisely the culture that has caused such evil to propagate in the realms of politics, church, community, and our homes.
1: Right now, let's arrest this toxic lie of the enemy. It's impossible not to judge, or appropriately to be intolerant. To, su- to disagree is to prove my point. You'd be judging my judgments. You'd be intolerant of truth.
0: What matters is that we judge rightly. What matters is that we tolerate the good, beautiful, and true. With these, love finds its rails. Without these, love is just another word used to justify sin to keep us separated, removed from the intimacy of and for which we've been fashioned. This is about restoration,
1: for those who yearn for it. I'm writing and laboring for those who are perhaps like the little old lady in the early Wendy's commercial inquiring, where's the beef? I'm writing and laboring for those who've been cycling through program after program, month after month, year after year, only to return to their marriages, homes, and world unchanged with the same old spiritual maladies, or worse, beleaguered by the question that haunts them in their depths, where's the power? And perhaps even, what's the point?
0: This is for all who sincerely recognize that God wouldn't have us pray, thy kingdom come, without providing the means to fulfill it. I'm writing and laboring with and for those parents, in particular, willing to look in the mirror and honestly consider our own privations.
1: So what is the value of Catholic programming? Consider the parable of the sower and the seed, Matthew 13, 1 through 9. Note that God and Jesus Christ delivered this powerful message to the religiously observant to a level we couldn't imagine. Religion influenced every aspect of their lives. What, how, when, and where they ate, drank, worked, slept, married, spoke, interacted, worshiped, All believed to be commanded by God.
0: If I may be so bold to summarize, number one, it's not enough to receive any number of seeds, that is, to participate in any number of religious activities. Number two, we need to cultivate these seeds, that is, to foster a quality of recognition and response to God in our hearts, at the level of our very identity that informs the entirety of our life, mission, and action. Number three, This is measured by the harvest. That is, if we've been so evangelized, we can't help but evangelize as a way of life, particularly in those areas entrusted to us, most notably our homes.
1: Since we live near Cedar Point, allow me the parable of the amusement park. There was a man who was invited to a super awesome latest greatest thing everyone was talking about. He set aside the time, he shelled out the cash with some apprehension, But excitement, he got on the first ride. It took him up, then down, then round and round. Filled with excitement, his heart pounding as never before. He raised his voice. He even put his hands in the air. And after all that, he returned right back to where he began. Grateful for the common experience, a story, a memory shared with others who've done it. And all the more eager to get on the next ride.
0: At the end of the day, his experience was constrained to that place, those people, that time. It was nothing like the car ride home, nothing like his daily culture and atmosphere.
1: A year later, when the enduring value might be suggested, he was really no different. Just ask those around him.
0: Here's the thing. When we encounter Jesus Christ, if we've really encountered Jesus Christ, we cannot help but be transformed. We cannot help but truly surrender lesser things for greater. We cannot help but cultivate those seeds in our souls and homes, not simply in moments or as a program, but as a way of life. Without doing this, the many awesome programs are really no more than another spiritual roller coaster our faith and amusement park.
1: It's most striking to note that too often, good and godly pastors and parish leaders are at best perpetuating this amusement park culture. They are not asking, how can we more vitally live this ourselves and help others do the same, particularly in their homes? They're discussing the next program to provide the next great ride. One year becomes another. How much more has this community come alive in the power of the Holy Spirit? What's the harvest? How many more have been added?
0: It's unfortunate that too often the reason given for parishes not becoming what they are is fear that they'll scare people away. The question must be asked, were they really there? And are you giving them compelling reason to even be there?
1: Here's the harsh truth. So much more than any number of programs we've participated in or religious commitments we've made, nothing more powerfully proclaims the authenticity of our faith than the lives of our children. Now, I know many may protest, we did everything we could, or a favorite dismissive, look at Adam and Eve, they had perfect parents and even they fell away. Of course, both of these miss the point. Only God can say he's perfect. Can we really say the same? Did we? Are we really doing everything?
0: Just some examples here. Are our children intentionally seeking the heart of the Father in every aspect of their lives and helping others do the same?
1: Are they disciplined in daily prayer and pursuing spiritual growth?
0: Do they delight in godly conversation and prayer with a desire and ability to pray from the heart?
1: Are they ready to forgive and apologize?
0: Are they aware of and regularly renouncing any and all idols, devices, popularity, material, entertainment, food, beverages, success, money?
1: Are they more interested in human relationships than digital distractions? Are
0: they self-controlled and disciplined?
1: Are they willing to suffer with and for the very ones causing it?
0: Are they generally joy-filled, full of life, mission, and purpose?
1: Here's the kicker. If we're not doing all of the above, how can we expect it of them?
0: Ask yourself, how much time in the past months have you spent in any Catholic program? Have you spent at least as much time fostering the same culture in your own home with your family? And then consider which is more important.
1: If this essential portrait of a catholic family of God's design for you and your family is not intentionally happening, you need you do need to honestly question if you haven't become a catholic program junkie.
0: Now the big turn. God tears down so he can build up. So please prayerfully consider these questions, not to be beat up, but with great awareness and hope of the degree to which you can be built up. He desires this for you. He's made you for this. The great news is that we're not stuck where we're at. The great news is that the degree to which we're down is the degree to which God desires to lift us up higher. This is the very meaning of Jesus being lifted up, triumphing over sin and death, delivering us from isolation to intimacy this is his very purpose for us to live authentic new lives in him
1: he has done it he's made it possible he's offering the only question that remains do you want it because not just you your marriage family and this world depends upon your answer
0: after 35 years of immersive Catholic ministries we've come to recognize the most important thing the Mission One, in the words of Pope St. John Paul II, the future of humanity passes by way of the family. As icons and in instruments of the Holy Trinity, he exhorts us family, become what you are.
1: Whether you embrace it or not, our shared Mission One must be helping families recognize and embrace their ordinary lives as God's custom designed retreats, particularly in our own souls, marriages, and families overflowing to the world
0: in particular we've been conduct- conducting these ma- mission one retreats that give married couples an opportunity to consider all that is contained here to identify those areas of deficiency so that together we might pursue greater fulfillment these retreats are not an end the seeds are cultivated through subsequent weeks of livid gatherings Occasions of Continued Support.
1: To proclaim God's surpassing, real, transforming power alive when we embrace our nature and mission in Him, we created a reality series called Family Road Trip Podcast. We invited four families to commit to just seven weeks of a dedicated time of talking and praying in their homes using the Live Gathering Guide.
0: Truly, it's been amazing, even absolutely amazing, as we've journeyed with these four sets of parents from being apprehensive and even fearful in leading in their homes to becoming convicted retreat masters. They each give testimony to the new heights of understanding, forgiveness, kindness, friendship, and purpose, what can only be regarded as family revival. So if you're looking for more
1: than another seed-throwing, but vision, encouragement, and support to see it take root in your home, don't put it off. We invite you to join us. Breach the great expanse. Put the flag in the sand of your home. Listen to the Family, trip, family Road Trip podcast at ilovemyfamily.us. There you can also access the weekly Live It gathering guide for your own family and or group.
0: And if you and your spouse are really desiring to more fully live it, to become instruments for other couples to do the same, please contact us. We're now scheduling more Mission One retreats for married couples. We just just want to conclude now with a prayer, um, which is at the end, of course, of this. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord God, in our capacity to truly love, you made us instruments and icons of your very nature you are an image of the we are an image of the trinity help us to discover it even more help us to live it dear jesus all who are listening tonight in this very moment you've destined them for a intimacy with you that isn't just awaiting them in eternity you want us to experience it right now jesus we renounce the sin we renounce the enemy and the lies in our lives right now by name Make us aware of them, that we may be filled with your glory, live in an intimacy with you, overflowing to all those around us, that truly we can live for your kingdom now. For the glory of your name, through Christ our Lord, we pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.